RadioInfluence.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everybody doing this week? Listen, man, listen. It has dawned on me that while many of you know about my publication, Sport Bikes Inc. magazine, while many of you know there is a good number of listeners out there that don't know that I've been publishing, we call it SBI for short, SBI Mag, since uh, 2010. So, uh, you know, I wanted to give uh, an opportunity to those who are who were unaware to become aware that Sport Bikes Inc. SBI is an online digital magazine and it's monthly and we pretty much average around 120 to 130 pages every month. In-depth articles, product reviews, bike testing, new products, lifestyle uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a dope ass <laughs> magazine. And I can say that because it's mine, but even if it wasn't, I, I think I'm very proud of the publication that I put out, uh, with the help of, uh, contributors and photographers and everybody, the entire SBI team that helps put the magazine together. So please, if, if, if you're, you know, if you're so inclined, <laughs> Please check out the magazine. You can go to the website www.sportbikesinkmag.com. And it's sport bikes with an S, and ink is spelled I N C. So it's www.sportbikesinkmag.com. And the concept. Of course, as I, you know, if you've listened to the show before, I've, I, I have spoken, I've spoken about the, the publication. It's the incorporation of all things sport bike. Therefore, it's Sport Bikes Inc. You dig? So, you know, do yourself a favor, do me a favor, holler at your boy Black Moses and, and check out the, the latest edition. You can go ahead, uh, visit the website and it's absolutely free. It's a shameless plug I'm doing right here, uh, but it's an absolutely it's it's a free online magazine. And the only thing that you have to pay is attention. See what I did? That's <laughs> absolutely free. You just got to pay attention. Anyway, go check it out. Uh, there's some, um, you know, the, the latest issue has some really cool uh, articles, as every issue does, I like to think. But please humor your boy. Check it out. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Next, next item on the table. Clutch control. Clutch control is an event and it's a, a lifestyle event that I began back in 2007. And it's in Philadelphia, but it's a, it's, oh man, it's just a lifestyle block party for the regional bike community. Uh, we're talking about, uh, vendors, food, music, stuff for the kids, uh, stunt shows, performances, uh, 
man, uh, custom bike show competition, the, the whole nine, man. It's a really, it's a cool, cool vibe. Uh, this will be, oh, oh my God. It's, it's been, you know, it, this, this year I just announced the details for Clutch Control 2019, the Philadelphia Motorcycle Show. Uh, I just announced the, just launched the website. You can go to www.clutchcontrolusa.com for all the details, the who, what, when, where, and why. Uh, very excited. It's in September. You've got plenty of time to plan and, and, you know, just save that date and plan to be in Philly, uh, on that date, September the 21st. It's a, it's a, like I said, it's a great time and it's something for everybody. And the cool thing is it's also free, free to attend. Uh, if you're interested in being a vendor, hit your boy up. If you're interested in being an event sponsor, hit your boy up. Uh, if you're interested in having your bike in the stunt, I'm sorry, your bike in the uh, custom show, hit your boy up. Uh, we're doing cash awards for winners of the uh, in the classes, in the, in the several different classes that we have for the custom bikes, we're doing a uh, cruiser class, sport bikes, best paint. We're doing a slingshot category. We are, you know, it's uh, best retro modern, which is pretty much handles all the vintage and cafe class, that whole, that scene. So uh, we've got some vendors that have signed up. Uh, but the big news is, the big news is, this week confirmed that my big bro, Jason Britton and Team No Limit will be returning to Philadelphia on September the 21st, 2019, and they will headline at Clutch Control. They'll be performing three times that day. Uh, so if nothing else and so much more, you know, it's pretty much the only time that Jason comes to Philadelphia to perform, bringing Team No Limit, the crew, please save that date. Uh, again, check it all out on the site, www.clutchcontrolusa.com. That's where all the news and info is. You dig? Now, we've got a great show for you this week. I'm excited. Welcome to Life in that Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. My guest this week is originally from the city of Chicago, but he now resides in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where he serves the role as public relations lead for Harley Davidson. Please welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, my friend, Joe Gustafson. I am here. How's it going, Alan? I am doing fantastic, my brother. What's good, man? How are you? Yeah, it's excellent. Everything's good. I'm feeling good. it. Finally, springtime in the Midwest, so it's time to ride. That is, you know what? It's the it's it's the dread of riders who don't live in the South or California. You yeah, know, waiting for waiting for Mother Nature to you know be kind to us, so we can go out there and get some serious <laughs> seat time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But there's also nothing sweeter than that first day either. So it's a real. But would I trade it? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> You know what, though? It's it's one of those things where I've you know, you and I being in the industry, we travel. So we get to experience 
other portions of the country, sometimes the world, mm-hmm. where, you know, I, I get a little bit of, uh, you know, forecast envy, forecast envy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but let us let us digress. Let us digress and let us appreciate because even here in Philadelphia, it's, you know, the weather is finally popping. It was a little bit chillier <laughs> earlier this week, but the sun's out. Uh, it's, we're supposed to have a great weekend. So, it you know, it, it, it's riding time. It's riding time. And everybody's out. Everybody's stoked. You don't get that. You know, you know, everybody. It's like that one first warm day. You see all the bikes and everybody's having the time of their lives. And everybody thinks that they're the Isle of Man. Everybody's just drunk. Everybody's yeah. like, oh, it's one day. It's the first day. I'm going in. I'm going in. And then you'll see a post. Out of here. Yeah. You'll see a post on uh, on social media like, oh, man, went down. Season's over. So that's why everybody just calm. Yep. Down. Go out and appreciate the ride. You don't have to get out in the race. Absolutely. You dig? It's not one day. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 uh, it's, it, what is it? What's, what's the saying? It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. I don't run either. These so. do I. <laughs> Listen, man, it is great to finally catch up with you and, uh, you know, have a nice little conversation with you. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, you and I, we go back, but for the listeners of Life in the Fast Lane, would you, would you do us an honor and introduce yourself? And man, from the way back machine, from the yeah. way bizzle. Wait, we go to the, from the way bizzle. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, I, uh, I started writing in my early 20s. Well, tell the people what your name is, man. Oh, I, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I'm already man. talking to a friend. So it's like, I know well, you are. So I'm Joe Gustafson. I am the PR lead for Harley Davidson. And you are from? I am from Chicago. Chi-town in the building. Yep. Now living in Milwaukee. And how, you know, how was that? How's, how's Milwaukee? I love it. I think any, everyone that needs to come visit for the museum and to see Harley Davidson, of course. But it's, it's Chicago and Milwaukee are definitely you know, cities with the same soul in many regards. But it's a writer's town. Really? And, and, oh, absolutely. I uh, have not know, been I, yet. Yeah, but oh, you have to come. So I have not you, been. I, well, I'm going to put that on on the list Make to get you happy. for yourself. Mighty Joe. Joe, uh, how do, you know, I want to ask you a question before we go further. I have enjoyed mispronouncing your last name. <laughs> I've forever. enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I respect you as my brother, as my friend, and particularly as a guest on Life in the Fast Lane, Black Moses wants to make sure that I give you your propers. Sure. Pronounce it for me one time. It's Gustafson. I wasn't too far off. You weren't too far off. You've never been wildly off. There yeah. were, you know, I would have always been like, hey, man, but no, you're <laughs> you fine. You would put me to the side. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And, you know, it's a, and, you know, it's a, it's a very great, great last name. It's Gustafson. solid. It's very stoic. Very. I I wish I was a little bit more stoic to match it. It's a very oh. common Swedish name. It's a what? Uh, it's a very common Swedish name. It's really? Like, it's like the Smith. Or Jones. Yeah, totally. Go figure. Everybody knows one, and we're not all related. That's I hilarious. Yeah, I went to high school with eight Gustafsons. Shut up. Us were in the same, swear to God. I'll show you the yearbook. I'm I not going to show you a photo, but I can, I can show you the other Gustafsons. Well, listen, man. You and I, we, we've known each other. Now that we've got that out of the way, yeah. Um, <laughs> you and I, we've known each other. I mean, from back in your when you were with Icon, correct? Yeah, 
absolutely. First job in the motorcycle industry. Uh, started working at Icon Motorsports as their social media PR uh, marketing lead. And we got, I mean, you were one of the first press guys I introduced myself to. Yeah, I remember. And you have you have a history that goes back with Icon way, way before I was there. So yeah. I don't want to take credit for that. Well, well, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> but... <laughs> Really, really awesome company and, and still still killing it. Yeah, man. But you've moved on to, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily greener or greater, but you've moved on to to as your journey in the industry. OK, continued. You now find yourself in the in, I would say the amazing position at Harley Davidson. And, uh, you know, I have to be honest, man, I've been around Harley's. I think I've been, don't even ask me which model it was, but I think in my lifetime, I've only ridden a Harley once. Ooh, we got, we got to change that. And you know what, man? It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a thing where I feel as, not just as an American, but just as a writer, as an enthusiast, as a journalist, as a guy in this world, all the bikes that I have ridden, all the bikes that I've written, that is the one that I feel as though that's I should have higher notches on the post. Mm, yeah. I feel like there should be some more notches. There's only one, and I don't even know we can really count this one because it was so long ago. Um, and I yeah. think it was oh, a buddy's, what, what and I just said, "Hey, let what? me see that," and I took it around the block. But <laughs> in, a, yeah, in, I mean, in an official capacity, I have not. Can we fix that? We can fix that. I mean, I, I would say my my career in the motorcycle industry has been. I've been wildly lucky, first and foremost. I've gotten a chance to work with awesome companies and brands and people. I uh, was a freelance writer for Cycle World for a few years in Iron and Air. And to work at Harley-Davidson, I've always been around the company. I've ridden a lot of the product. But until you're really inside, you, you don't truly get a scope of how privileged you are. Um, it's, it's really fascinating to walk through a building that's been standing for the company's been around for 116 years and the factory is a little bit less than that, that the current headquarters in. And it just is a constant reminder to just do your best and be your best because this brand's going to be here long after I'm gone for sure. Uh, but it's, it's really awesome from a corporate culture, but also just a, a responsibility and a privilege to be around the product. Can you give my listeners a quick briefing on the brand itself. The you know, if if there was a Cliff's Note version of the history of the brand, and great, we I don't want to take for granted or assume that everyone knows. So, can you give us a quick overview of Absolutely. Harley Davidson? I will. I will give you the quick overview uh, of 116 years and almost a single tweet. You probably wrote it. I, yeah, so in, it's really a story of entrepreneurship. Okay. So in Milwaukee, 1901, William S. Harley uh, drew up plans for a pedal assist bicycle uh, with his childhood friend, Walter Davidson. And in 1903, that project was completed and they moved on to iterating, uh, adding a loop frame, adding more power, different engine. And the four official founders of the company in 1903 when it was incorporated was 
William S. Harley, Walter Davidson Sr., Arthur Davidson, and William A. Davidson. And all four individuals were in their early 20s. Wow. Uh, they accomplished this. And, and really to set the scene in, in 1901 – in 1903 in America, you're talking dirt roads, the very beginning of automobiles. Travel was very limited. It was by horseback or by carriage and, or by train. And, and many people didn't leave their hometown. So these four 20-somethings were building a machine to allow people to go further, farther, and be better. And that dream of fulfilling personal freedom has been a, a through line uh, from that shed in Milwaukee all the way to today. Um, and obviously over 116 years, there's phases and fascinating history of, of all the product in between. Uh, but I always really like to hammer that origin story yeah. uh, because it's just, it's just fascinating. You know, what's cool is that when you, when you hear about great companies and you hear about, you know, companies that have, legacy and that have been around and have had an impact in the universe on some level, regional, local, global, intergalactic, whatever. They always seem to start in somebody's garage, driveway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) basement. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's those, it's those, you know, what is it from, from small things, great things become. And you just think about, you talked about entrepreneurship. You know, and you have to wonder when the, you know, Mr. Harley and Mr. Davidson, when they began, if they were just mess muddling around and saying, you know, it'd be cool. Why don't we put some, uh, well, let's see if we can get this thing to go a little faster. How about right. we add this to that? You have to, you, you, without being there, without being a fly on the wall, you kind of have to wonder, was it just two guys hanging out, having a brew of some sort saying, you know what we should do? Let's let, let's see how we can get this baby to go faster. Because I know a lot of guys who sit around their garages and they're like, you know what we should do? Let's see if we can, you know, and somewhere somebody's wife or girlfriend is like, these two idiots are going to take I think it's really, a, it's a commitment and, and belief that led, because Harley Davidson was not the first motorcycle company. Right. So even, even when they started, it was a highly competitive field. So, Yes, they were building the product, but you're dealing with a golden era of hundreds of brands competing. And wait, even at that I, time, there were even at that time. People, really? I mean, this is the this is the dawn of of motorcycles. Period. And you have you know your Merkels and and other historic brands and startups and and even automotive companies starting up at the same time. And and what the Davidsons and William S. Harley did is. They continue to innovate very quickly and very intelligently. They leaned on and on creating a, a valued dealer network. They leaned on building a community, even from the earliest days of the brand. And by 1920, they were the largest motorcycle company in the world. And it's really that from that moment of spark to, you know, right around the end of World War I, that compressed growth, a lot of people talk about you know, startups today and forget that older companies with a more established legacy have the exact same story of founders in a garage, incredible growth and a commitment to the customer. Dedication, hard work, Dedication, ingenuity. Yeah, uh, you're, you're seeing it all, all at once. And that's, and it's, that's why it's really exciting to, to rep this brand to this day. 
You know, I you 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 know you know your stuff, bruh. <laughs> well, I'm always so the I would say for anyone listening, one of the things to check out in Milwaukee is the museum because that gives you the full story. And every time I go back, I learn 16 things I had no mm. idea about. I mean, it's really it's it's fascinating to work for a brand with a continuous legacy because there's always something new and something different that you just had no idea. You really start to, you know, think of yourself as much smaller and helps suppress <laughs> the ego. So it's like it's a, a sea of constant innovation. And and, mm-hmm. and we're going to get into that in just in just a Absolutely. little bit. The uh there was just a big anniversary. Yes. Was it last year? Tell us last about that. 115 years. 115, uh, we, baby. We have a we have a blowout party around every five years uh, in Milwaukee. And there were writers from all over the world that came to Milwaukee to celebrate and really rolling out the orange and black carpet for an international. I like how you, I see what you did there. I see what it, you know, I'm yeah, a PR. You t- Yo, you're good. You're yeah, good, Joe. Real crafty. <laughs> Uh, there's writers from South America, Asia, Europe, pretty much every continent. Once we can get penguins on motorcycles, I think we can get them involved too. Proper. Um, And really just celebrating ridership because it's an anniversary celebration, but it's also a celebration of riding. And that's, that's the really cool part. And was this a week long? I'd imagine there's so much activity and so many riders. It stretches over at least, a week, two weeks. And, yes, it was a it was a week. It, there were concerts. There were different riding activities, different hog chapters that had specific guided routes. The museum was was open. The Pilgrim Road Factory tours, and we even showed the first public showing of the 2020 Harley Davidson Livewire riding down and leading the parade during that time as well. Wow! Now you know, you know. We have to talk about not just the live wire. We also have to discuss the electronic revolution. Yes. Wait, did I? Is it the like? Would it be the? No, you know. Let me let me back it up. The electric revolution. The electric revolution. Yes, the electric revolution. Um, is it okay if we jump into that right now? Totally. Absolutely. Because okay. I have questions, bro. Um, we have you know Harley Davidson. And an American staple uh, in, in mm-hmm. motorcycles and just engineering. The and now you know it's moving forward, looking to the future. There were companies that were coming straight out the box. You know, electric motorcycles. You yes, know, electric motors. Harley. Uh, being in the industry, I heard rumblings, you know, a few, you know, a year or two back before it was defined as the live wire. Okay. Before it was put into that, into that it, before it had a name. Now it's here. What? And there's got to be a little bit. We don't talk about drama and we don't cast shade on life in the fast lane. It's all good vibes, positivity. But as a PR person, I gotta imagine that with the traditional loyalists or the old, the, the elder statesmen and women that are loyal to the brand, has there been some, I don't know, some, you know, I don't want to say unhappiness. Has there been some question marks? 
From I would, that, I would say, yeah, I would say curiosity. Curi- great term. Cur- great curiosity. word. Great. I like how you spin it. I like how you spin it, Joe. <laughs> in 2014, um, you know, the, there was Project Livewire. So that was really an initial prototype that was was very obviously it was electric, but it was also Harley Davidson never really lets people outside the corporate building ride prototypes. And in this case, Project Livewire was written by press, it was written by dealers, and it was written by customers, both new to the brand and traditional. And a lot of the feedback from that motorcycle, especially from the traditional segment, was initial apprehension. You know, you know, is a Harley a Harley without the engine i'm familiar with not just not just the engine but the sound as well and the sound yeah so and so they rode that bike and they came back with positive feedback and excitement and some critiques and all of those feedback and critiques from press public both traditional and and new to the brand and were basically bundled up and over the next four years were incorporated into the all-new motorcycle that is the production live wire. And from the word, from the minute the prototype became production, that feedback was make it a Harley-Davidson through and through. So the, both the design of the motorcycle and the sound itself changed to fit that. Now, now it was in – I want to see if I'm accurate here – uh, it, the bike, the Livewire made a cameo in Marvel's Avenger Age of Ultron. Did it not? It did. That, ah! was, the, that was the Project Livewire. Okay. Correct. Great. Now, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and I would say, so that Project Livewire really was a, a full court press to, to introduce an electric motorcycle from Harley Davidson. And that's why it's exciting because that, and, and when we talk about inspiring new a new generation of riders and, and, and new um, just people new to the brand you look at going into a Marvel placement and all of a sudden that motorcycle is now in popular culture canon I mean there are right. going to children that have watched Age of Ultron and when they turn 16 there's now an electric Harley Davidson for them to buy that inspired them to ride in the first place that's a pretty cool uh, you know product insertion, uh, product placement. Um, and, you know, I'm a very cerebral, cerebral guy. You know, I think about the psychology of humanity and how we think and process data. So, you know, that's helmets off to HD on that one, because what you just said is very, is very accurate. I can totally see that because when, and it's a very action, it's an active scene, you know, yeah. it's, it's memorable. So, yeah, good stuff, man. What now? What now? Because there was, after Livewire uh, officially dropped, if you want to say, there was a a package of bikes mm-hmm. that were introduced. Give us a rundown on those, and and I sure. want to and I want to talk about the reception of those models. Absolutely. And and I'll, I'll back it up into kind of the why behind Livewire to kind of explain where those concepts fit. Too. OK. Um, so in 2017 or in 2018, I should say, Harley Davidson announced the more road strategy. And that's to build riders through broader access, new product and a stronger dealer network within the new products. Harley Davidson is stated to lead in electrification. 
Livewire is the first premium model to sit on the top of a broad portfolio of electric vehicles to come. And its intent is to lead first with Livewire. And then what those concepts are is to backfill that story with two ideas that could be a piece of the future EV portfolio. Mm. So you have you have Livewire sitting at the top. You have it's zero to 60 in three seconds, 60 to 80 in 1.8. It has the best components from Showa and Brembo. It has cellular connectivity. It has everything needed for a premium product. And then you have at the bottom of that portfolio products at the few thousands of dollars that explore urban mobility and off-road scenarios that are in between bicycles and motorcycles, things that don't need a, a license to operate. They're lightweight. They have portable battery packs. They're easier to buy and to service. It's really all about accessibility and mm. readiness with those two concepts. You know, and, I, and, and when I saw the package, when I received the presser on it, that is kind of what came to mind, that they were uh, bikes that were, you just walk up to it, you throw a leg over it, and you go. Yeah. Not a lot of thought involved, not a lot of, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things. It's almost, it's just second breath you step you throw a leg over it you go and you're rolling like and is they and, have that visceral and that's really where the harley davidson design tradition come in comes in you know powertrain at the centerpiece and, and a real key attention to detail and finishes because from live wire to those concepts and the full portfolio it's that you know ooh, that like gut i mm-hmm. want to ride that and what those concepts do are, are really take what could be a a very utilitarian appliance and make it an emotional vehicle. Mm. You know, those, those two concepts we had at at CES, the consumer electronics show and the winter X games in Aspen. And you'd be amazed at how many people a knew, knew they were Harley Davidson's B wanted to ride them instantly. Even people that had no familiarity with motorcycles were saying, I want that. Now I want to go to college with it. I need to bomb around my neighborhood. I'm getting a little bit older or, Hey, I want to get into mountain bikes or I'm trying to get out of mountain bikes and into something electric. Those products are perfect for being and being able to be ridden where people are. It almost doubles, if not triples your market. Absolutely. Because what you, you know, take, taking a product, you can, you couldn't take, you could not have taken a shovel head <laughs> to see yes, right? <laughs> you know, but being able to take, you know, the, the, the live wire or, you know, the new product models, which I'm going to ask you about in a minute, but sure. to, to be able to take those to different and put, and put them in situations where they're introduced to new markets, new, a new yeah. audience. Um, it's bringing, you know, that we, we know as motorcyclists, you and I, you know, we've taken the leap. We know what motorcycles provide us. Yeah. What those two products do is take the experience of motorcycling to a soon to be rider without necessarily asking them to make as much of a commitment. You know, there's, it's twist and go. It's easier to purchase. They, there's less heat and vibration. It's taking what's core to Harley Davidson and, and bringing it to a new audience, like you mentioned, for that goal to build riders. And so that this, way, this is they, it's entry level, entry level, entry level. 
Absolutely. I dig it. But that I'm gonna, I mean, if and when those concepts comes out, I want everyone should get one. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the thing is, man? It's you're in a in an urban situation. You know, I mean, I live in the suburbs, but obviously I'm in the burbs. Uh, I'm in the in the herbs yeah. often, you know, burbs, herbs. Uh, you you watch people commute and being on this side of the industry. I think of, and I said earlier, how I think about how people process data, go to and fro. I see a place, like a real place, a, a, a real purpose for bikes like this. I get the electric revolution. I understand. And, and, but I'm a traditionalist though. I like to, I love the sound of my engine. I, the, you know, I need, I personally, I need that. I'm open to being converted, but I, my personal writing legacy history journey is about the sound and the power. Right. But I can appreciate the place and the scope of where all things electric will, you know, will serve. I think it's a cool thing, man, especially in today's in the landscape of everyone that is now, you mean, there's rumbles about a whole lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of other people, a lot of other companies making electric machines. I think it's the way of the future, man. And that's why the, the stated goal to lead electrification is so important from Harley Davidson. We're, we're placing the company at the forefront of that push towards electrification, doing it with bringing all the evocative and emotional experience that traditional product has that's that's not going away and bringing electric alongside that experience for more people. These products are absolutely designed to sit side by side with Harley Davidson's of today and tomorrow that are tr- that are traditionally powered. Can you give give me a rundown? What, what is, is it four models? How many that were introduced when the presser came out? There were four models. Um I could describe them, but I figured you—you—it's your product. You'd be able to do so in a, in a grander fashion. So there, yeah, there were two. So the latest, the lightweight electric concept release. There were two. There's uh, obviously there's Livewire, which is fully production and available this fall. But the two lightweight electric concepts. One was a more off-road focused take that sits somewhere between a a lightweight motocross bike and a motorized e-mountain bike, but it doesn't have pedals. And the other is more of an urban runabout, uh, kind of a blend of a bobber with some scooter cues, but it has a backbone, so it's not a step through. They're really mutts uh, mm. in terms of, of category. All right. Well, those hit, you know, I mean, they're concept vehicles now. Will, the, will we see those hitting any... Type. Will they be introduced visually to any anyone anywhere other than, say, CES or whatever? Will we see those on the road? Will there be a launch for them, or how the, will the they be? Are, def- are going out to key event activations. There are. They were just at, for instance, the Electric Revolution show in the Peterson Automotive Museum. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and we're bringing them out to the public at large to get their feedback, and if if people want them. You know, holler at us on on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, mail, <laughs> carrier pigeon, 
smoke signals. <laughs> Let me ask you, how's the reception been overall? We talked about curiosity. We talked about traditionalists. We've talked about, you know, the new to the scene people. Overall, what's the vibe? How's the reception been? The vibe has been positive, I would say. Dealers are excited. There are definitely questions about Livewire that will be answered in fall with its debut. But everybody and wait, knows that, that Livewire drops hits dealerships this fall, correct? This, this fall, yeah, okay. August, August. Okay. And the excitement around all the products is it's really exciting to not only see what Harley Davidson's bringing the table with with EV, but also they just add different experiences to motorcycling as a whole. There's been a lot of response on social media about the two concepts in particular about, oh, this is, you know, perfect for what I, I've always wanted to ride. I've, I don't see myself on a traditional motorcycling, but something like that is perfect for me. And that's, and that's what we want to see. And even with Livewire, it's, you know, I always wanted something motorcycling related, but I couldn't really, I never felt comfortable with a clutch or I never really felt confident and Livewire helps accessibility there. And it's also, it's just very, very fast and going to be fun to ride. And we it's see a good a lot looking of bike. It's, it's a it, good looking bike. Well, and that really is, you know, with design and styling and from project Livewire to production Livewire, it was all about production Livewire reflecting Harley Davidson design traditions and pulling them forward as well. So, you, the powertrain is at the absolute center. It's the centerpiece of that motorcycle. It's fully on display. The battery case is not hidden behind plastic panels or beneath bodywork. The, the motor is front and center, longitudinally mounted underneath the battery case. That's what your eye goes to. Everybody knows when they see that motorcycle that it's electric, and we're celebrating that fact. And then the rest of the bike, from a, a finishing and technology perspective, it is just... It's wildly unique and really cool. I, I, you know, I'm impressed. I want to ride it. Keep it 100 with your boy. I, I think, I think we might be able to make that happen. <laughs> I think I'm talking to the right guy. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. Um, what else is in the bag uh, for Harley? We focus pretty much on you know the the electric revolution, uh, but what else is in the bag for Harley? I mean, you know, you guys do make motorcycles with big engines in them. Absolutely. What's, on, what's on deck for uh, the rest of 19 and 2020 as far as model releases? It is, uh, we are fully committed to traditionally powered motorcycles as well. It's a, it's a absolute full core press on EV and, and traditional quote unquote ice product for 2019 and a half. For example, we're continually in the heavyweight space and broad accessibility. We have the electric glide standard. Did you manage to take a look at that? I have not. It is, it's killer. It's, it's a stripped down raw bagger. There okay. were a lot, we have industry leading technology on our touring motorcycles for connectivity and tech and creature comforts. And a lot of riders and core customers said, I just want something that's really back to basics. And the electric light standard is directly from that. So it doesn't have any screens or infotainment. But at eighteen ninety nine, you get the entirely new Milwaukee Eight engine from two years ago with just a all black, couple polished hits and very classic looking touring bike. 
and then six months. I'm sorry, did you happen to say that that was all black, as in murdered out? Almost, yeah. It's got a couple polished hits. I wouldn't go so far to say murdered out, but I would say uh, definitely the classic amount of black. It it would be Black Moses appreciated. Is that what you're saying? Well, I think I think I got some that's a little bit more Black Moses. I'm listening, bro. I'm listening. All right. So eight months ago, Harley Davidson released the FXDR. So that's our. It's the most aggressive entry in the soft tail line. So when you go touring, everybody knows Harley Davidson touring bikes. And then in a category of, of, you know, heavyweight V twin without a fairing, more sport oriented, you get into the soft tails. FXDR is completely murdered out. It's got the biggest Milwaukee eight, 114 cubic inch Milwaukee eight engine. And it has upside down forks, dual disc front brakes. It's, it's the meanest of the soft tails for sure. And I, I think if I had to, if you came to Milwaukee and you're like, Joe, put me on a bike. And if I had a couple days with you, I think your first stop should be FXDR for sure. Okay. Well, uh, you know, it's a good thing I'm talking to the guy that could. Yeah. <clears throat> you I, know. I'm just building your travel itinerary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Um, so that, and that was, you know, model year 19, um, model year 19 and a half, model year 20. There's, there's obviously live wire and, and of course, there will be future product to come. But we also announced last year, we showed two concepts that go into completely new segments for Harley Davidson with the Street Fighter concept and the Pan America. So we will leading in, in EV with the live wire and the, and the lightweight electric, leading in heavyweight and traditional V-twin with the electric light stair and FXDR. And then the two concepts that show how Harley Davidson plans to enter into new segments. You know what, bro, man, that's, you know, you, you guys have, when I say you, you know, I'm talking about in, in general, Harley, I think what Harley has done and what I've appreciated about Harley Davidson as an organization is that they, you have figured a lot of things out as far as building brand equity. Mm-hmm. Um, there are less than a handful of motorcycle manufacturers that have people wearing their logo, their brand, be it a hat, a shirt, a jacket, whatever. And those people may not even have a motorcycle, mm-hmm. but they are representing the brand. And I think that that's something you can't you can't buy that type of loyalty. You know what I no. mean? That's organic. It's authentic. It's something that through that has been tested through time. Where it's become not it's it's a real obviously it's a real motorcycle, but it's become an idea, an ideal uh, for people to say, you know what, I don't have a bike, maybe I can't afford the bike, but in the meantime, I'm a work, I'm a save, and maybe one day I can afford it. But in the meantime, I'm gonna go buy me a Harley T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think I mean, that, and that blows my mind. It resonates. And, and that's our, our stated mission is, is fulfilling dreams of personal freedom. And I think that resonates through the brand and why people are, you know, become so passionate about it. And on the other hand, it's also being customer first with product development, too. So really listening and catering to those demands. And it really, you know, fulfilling dreams of personal freedom is all about, you know, your personal mission. I think a, a lot of people might say, oh, well, I have to either want to ride super far or I have to want to ride here. And what we're showing with EV, the products we're bringing out 
and the new segments we're going into is there are going to be more ways to interact with Harley Davidson and, and than ever before. And that that core mission has stayed the absolute same. And if anything, it's expanding. Let's talk about Sturges. Yeah. What are the big plans for, for this year's rally? What are the big plans? I can't tell you much about our plans because oh. you know, you always want to keep the you know the party piece under wraps. Sturgis is traditionally you know th- thinking about communal experiences that everyone should see at least once. Um, you know, just talking about vibe and, and history and, and generations interacting. Sturgis is a really unique to nearly two weeks uh, for the two wheeled lifestyle and. We're planning to bring a party, but I can't tell you too much. Hmm. Bringing a party, can't tell me too much. Can't tell you too much. You're going, right? <sighs> Am I going to Sturgis? That's that's a good question. <laughs> Wait, you've been, right? You've been to Sturgis? Oh, absolutely. Listen, yeah. I want to say this right now. I want to say, because I have been several times, and, you know, being the large black male <laughs> I am, <laughs> The first time that I went, uh, I rode around with my bro, Alonzo Bowden, who is another large black. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I think people that didn't necessarily know us, I they, you know, I think they thought we were a football team. <laughs> <laughs> we were some type of athletes. But my point of bringing that up is that obviously we stood out, mm-hmm. but we weren't the only only ones. And so since that time, that was the first time. And, you know, I've been back multiple times since. And when I get back or when I tell people, look, you know, you got to do Sturges. I hear a lot from people of color that, no, I don't want to go there. That's not our scene. I'm quick to tell people you got to go. Like if you haven't been and you're making that statement, you're making it based on not even experiences of other. It's just this weird, uh, this weird thing. And I, you gotta go. I had a, I have a ball every time. And every time that I go, I see a little bit more of us <laughs> sprinkle throughout the crowd. And you know, it's, it's a very, yeah, it's all about, it's all about inclusivity. The experience. Yeah. For that. And it's and- great. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something you have to, you, you know, going to go and experience for yourself, too. Well, bro, I um, I appreciate you, Brother Joe, and I don't want to take up too much of your time. I, 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 I appreciate the time that you've allotted to uh, hang out with your boy. Um, Absolutely. Is there anyone that any anyone you want to give any shout outs to or thank yous? Shout outs to uh, definitely shout out to Harley Davidson. Happy to be here. Um, and I, it's really a shout out to, to riders. I think mm-hmm. everyone should really resonate with that mission to grow riders and, you know, show, you know, you and I from a, from a motorcyclist perspective on knowing the joy and freedom and that feeling that, that motorcycles give, how can we bring that out to people that don't ride, you know, really, including friends and family in the motorcycling experience and, and being that open door. Like that would, that would be my shout out. That's, that's, that's proper. I dig that. I dig that. You know, you've listened to the show before, right? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, before I let you go, 
it, we must engage in the Super Bowl portion. All right. Are you ready for the Super Bowl I'm portion? All right. Yeah. Those those listening to Life in the Fast Lane for the very first time, quick rundown of the Super Bowl section of Life in the Fast Lane. I ask our guest three, sometimes four questions, uh, and it's kind of a rapid fire situation. So it's pretty much the first thing that pops into their mind because usually that's the, that's their truth. So jumping into question number one of the Super Bowl section. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Okay, and I like I like you said that pretty quick. So, any particular reason? Well, California love is California time. love. I gotta Ooh. say, yeah, I just gotta hand it to Tupac. It's what I listen to every time I'm in California, riding around. You know, I can't I can't front. Usually, when I'm on the plane, I'm flying in LAX. Yeah, walking through LAX, <laughs> get my luggage. Yeah, I'm pretty much bumping that. Okay, all right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Question two: New York style or Chicago deep dish? Chicago, no question. I'm not. Yeah, a Chicago style deep dish pizza. It's a meal in one slice. Uh, it's super comfy and. It's just I can't I can't go against my hometown on that one. Wait, you you the first grown man I ever heard say that pizza was comfy. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm adding to your lexicon now. You know, no, bro, my man Joe said the pizza is comfy. You pizza is comfy. <laughs> Everyone that has had Chicago deep dish knows what that means. Comfy pizza. <laughs> All right, moving on. Final question of the Super Bowl section of Life in the Fast Lane. If you could take a ride with anyone alive, no longer with us, mythological, fictional, non-fictional, uh, whoever, who would that be? Where would you ride to? And most importantly, what would you ride? Oh, man, this is this is a quick one. Um, I would have to say, man, this is really tough. This is what I do. This is a hard one. This is what I do. I this do this, brother do. Joe. Ooh, who that? You know, I honestly, uh, I gotta say, I our vice president of styling design, Brad Richards, really is, is incredible. I've ridden with him before, so it's kind of cheating because I've already done it. But really incredible person to talk to. Um, you know, everybody from the leadership team is here, but you know, Brad Richards is an encyclopedia for where Harley Davidson has been from a design direction, but also has a really good forward thinking mindset. And I, I'd ride with him. I love to, every time I get a chance to pick his brain, uh, it's an, it's an awesome time. Uh, would probably ride to, man, I've always wanted to go to the, to Switzerland on a motorcycle. And I haven't, I've written that's a your, lot. That's of your coming. motherland, is it not? Yeah, Sweden. <laughs> Sweden's a little cold. I've always, like, it's it's a little bit weird. I've had, you know, as you know, as, as a moto journalist, you get a lot of chances to ride in tons of epic places. Yeah. But Switzerland is, is still kind of on that bucket list. And I would probably ride Street Glide Special. Nice. That you know what? That is a that sounds like a good time. 
I think that I think that does too. You know, it's like I, you know, you want to say something wonky, like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to the moon," but you know, no, just ride around, going to Mars, on man. Motorcycles, <laughs> riding on Mars, space yeah. station, son. Yeah. <laughs> Pluto. It's not even a planet anymore, but that's where I'm rolling to. <laughs> you know, man, you rolling? I'm riding. Let's get it. You know that that's my truth for this moment. I always have like a new, weird, crazy writing goal uh but yeah for today i want to go to switzerland on a street glide special i dig it man great answers man great answers brother joe where can the good people uh follow you uh stay stay up with your antics and uh can you give us the socials where should they be following harley davidson at on social absolutely follow harley davidson on instagram at harley dash davidson and facebook and twitter um, if they choose to follow me at J Gustafson 20, um, but the Harley Davidson social media accounts are, are where you want to be. Brother Joe, I appreciate you, man. You are, you, you, you're, you're a friend of mine and, uh, I miss you. I haven't seen you in a while. So let's fix that real soon. Absolutely. I think we got a trade. You come to Milwaukee, I'll come back out to Philly. Let's make it hot. I haven't had Geno's in a bit, so. Yeah! Let's it. make it hot, brother. Let's do it. <laughs> Joe, I appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Talk soon, man. That's our show for this week. Please, please follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official, on Twitter, L I T F L Official, and on Facebook, you can find us at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please, as always, hit that like, hit that share, hit that subscribe button. You dig? Appreciate you. Black Moses appreciates you all. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all-new episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone! Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles and DJ Eakin, news and political pundits like Vincent Hill, and independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochell. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.